hello, hello. Wow! Welcome to episode 37 of Hungry for Hockey Talk. Oh my goodness, Jonathan Boron. Hey, I am buddy. joined by my wonderful co-host, my wonderful, beautiful, amazing co-host. It's been a what, long time, man. Do you know what um, this episode is? It's my one year. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's your one year. <laughs> our one year. It's our one year. Yeah, Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast has been running for a full year we're one year old <laughs> although we i mean we've taken a bit of a hiatus every i mean just recently it's been a, a little long while. hiatus what do we miss where has everybody gone yeah what's what um what's happening in the nhl we didn't miss anything important did we yeah i don't think so oh wait how about some crazy stuff going down with the coaches this weekend yeah or not this weekend the last like <laughs> past couple of months <laughs> last past month anyway don cherry yeah. got fired on november 11th yeah there was an old man who uh spouting off some <laughs> some racially insensitive man. things now he's no longer with uh with the staple he's no longer the staple of uh hockey net in canada uh, what uh, what have they replaced them with? I think just rotating segments. Rotating segments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they. Uh, I hope they uh, put Brian Burke in. Like I'm yeah. really enjoying Berkey's commentary. So we'll yeah, see. yeah, Berkey's great. I was uh, hoping that would be the case, but uh, yeah, I think they're just doing. Um, they're just doing a rotating thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, lots has happened since since we've uh, we've been on this hiatus. Um, coach, uh, another coach got fired. Yeah. Um, Wait, which one are you talking about? The uh, <laughs> the greatest coach in uh, that exists in the NHL, Mike Babcock. Who uh, who who do, uh, I'm not, I don't I don't have a great <laughs> That's Babcock. A very bad <laughs> I don't have a great Babcock uh, impression, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, yeah, there were. Uh, was it? He was the first to go, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah, he started the whole thing, and then uh, reports well, came out that he was being a dick. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I feel like spitting spitting chicklets is just doing like an expose, going around interviewing all of his all of his ex uh, players trying to get more dirt on him. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised by that. I think, um, like, the fact that these guys, like Lidstrom and, and um, was it Lidstrom or Chelios? Chelios. It was Chelios. Yeah. They both, uh, him and uh, Johan Franzen, yeah. came in and, and spoke up and, and said something about it, about how he mistreated the players and, used emotional abuse and um i mean man that's crazy i mean i think they one of them even quoted that he's like a good enough coach but he's just a terrible person yeah <laughs> and the it, i mean it's crazy that that wasn't ever brought up like how it, it took so long like this guy for years he was the gold standard of coaching like everybody looked up to this guy like he was the gold standard when it came yeah. to coaching 
I mean, and that Leafs contract made him the highest paid coach in NHL history. He's still getting paid. He's still going to get his $50 million. Yeah. Right? I, I'm pretty sure that's basically guaranteed. I don't know the specifics, but um, I don't think that... Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that he's still entitled to, to the money that he signed for, which yeah. is crazy. Until, um, until he gets hired again. Does that nullify his old contract? I think, I think it does, yeah. Really? I think it does. Oh. Well, damn. I mean, I just sit on my ass. For the next two years? Yeah. At that point, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, you, you, with, with the type of shit that came out, you'd think that. But I mean, like this, this kind of thing, I feel like Babcock could potentially come back from. Yeah, he needs to just let, them, let, let it cool down. He obviously needs yeah. to realize he needs to <laughs> maybe change his approach up a little bit. <laughs> you think, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he'll probably sit out for the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and then, but the, the, the guy who got fired next probably doesn't get that. Uh, no. Doesn't get that luxury. Well, I, um, I mean, technically he resigned. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. Of course, we're talking about uh, Billy Peters there in, in Calgary. Yeah. Which, I mean, so far, good riddance since yeah. uh, since they gave him the boot. Or, I mean, since he gracefully stepped down with a uh, with that apology, quote-unquote, <laughs> um, the Flames have been uh, 4-0 under Jeff Ward. Oh, nice. So, yeah. New yeah. interim head coach, Jeff Ward. Change up the lines. He's got uh, Lucic playing with uh, Johnny Hockey. Yeah, back-to-back games with goals, man. He scored in two straight games. One on the power play too, buddy. Wow. <laughs> Sweet. We're getting there, man. We're getting there. We're only like, I think, six points out of first. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ever since then, really, we've, uh, we've gotten 11 points. Out of uh, the last, uh, out of a possible twelve in our last six games, so yeah, good, good, good news for the Flames. Uh, I mean, we don't want to get too much into the specifics of all these coaches getting fired and stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like the uh, mainstream media really, yeah, has talked yeah. talked at length and and exactly. They're they're much more, um, I guess briefed on the situation than 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 we are than we are because you know one thing that i've learned over this year john is that we are still idiots so like it's, <laughs> you know, i mean um you know we we in my in the other podcasts that i do for the hockey podcast network the blackhawks podcast uh you know we we obviously the mark crawford situation uh, affected us and uh you know if you haven't heard yet i mean we i talked with our uh the hockey podcast network st louis blues uh correspondent podcast host the blue notes pod so uh if you want to hear more about that uh head over to blue notes pod at on twitter and uh, listen to episode 20 we had a really good conversation just about like mental health too yeah, uh, and how, like this whole situation. I mean, you know, lots of emotional abuse going on, um, 
with these coaches in, in, in places of power, these, these players we forget are humans, right? They have to deal mm-hmm. with, with other things uh, while they're playing hockey on top of that. We just think it's, it's a game that, you know, these players are lucky to be in the league, but there's a lot that goes into it as well in, in terms of the human element. So um, a great podcast, that, a great interview that I did with, uh, with Tom Franklin of the Blue Notes pod. So give that a listen. And um, yeah, let's, let's move on. I mean, because another interview that I did with the New Jersey Devils, the Devils man. Well, I was just going to say, we, if we're moving on, we'll just move on to the next coach that got fired. Yeah. <laughs> coach John Hines. Which is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got fired and Elaine Nazardine has stepped in to, uh, to take over head coaching duties. And, uh, and I, I, I chatted with uh, Tyler O'Leary of uh, the Pitchforks and Microphones podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network and, and got his thoughts on it. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's dig more into like the Taylor Hall situation. Yeah, what's going on there, man? Also, Obviously. what's going on with the whole with the Devils in general? Yeah, like I mean, we had them like middle of the road. I think when we were when we were at the start of the year, when we were thinking about where they might end up. Um, I mean, they had a lot of potential in terms of uh, picking up PK Subban, picking up mm-hmm. Wayne Simmons, getting uh, Gusev, adding uh, Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes, yeah, big 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 off-season acquisitions man huge man this was like the year for a lot of jersey devils fans Um, yeah because you know you 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 you're bringing in all these pieces i mean simmons doesn't move the needle that much but i mean he brings a a very important aspect to your game right like he's he can score goals he's a big body he can get in there in, in, in the corners and and uh and get the puck out front and he's got hands too. So, you know, he comes in and steps into your top nine. Jack Hughes comes in, in immediately and um, centers your second line could even take over for Nico. He's uh, over the year. Like people were predicting and uh, PK Subban was supposed to be the PK Subban of old, right? Like when he yeah. had that 60 point season, 59 point season with, uh, with the Habs and, and with Nashville. Um, he got an opportunity to be the number one option there in Jersey. And now he's been taken over by Sammy Vatanen, who's, I guess, kind of had a resurgence, <laughs> but like not even so. Yeah. And I mean, and then the devils were adding their heart trophy winner back a year removed from it, but he, he wasn't healthy last year for most of the season. Yeah. So, like, adding him back to the roster, you'd really, really thought or really hope that this team was going to do something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, P.K. Subban riding a 17-game pointless streak. He's got two goals and three assists on the season. Like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, that, that's the thing is that you'd expect you'd expect him to, to thrive as the number one option like he, like he did for most of his career um and man that (laughs) 
that contract that uh, Bergevin <laughs> ended up signing him to, like, it's just an albatross of a contract now. And it, you know, it, it looked like that was the right move at the time. You know, getting rid of that contract and, uh, and, and shirking it onto somebody else is, uh, it, it ended up being the good move. It's crazy to think that there's only three years left on that contract. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that, that's still a lot, a, a yeah. long time. Yeah. Um, and how many years do we have left on Weber's? A lot. Oh, yeah. I expect him to retire and Nashville get that cap recapture. Yeah. I mean, he's 34. Oh, yeah. Past the 25-26 season. <laughs> so, <laughs> six more years after this. Yeah. Oh, God. He's going to be 35 at the beginning of next year. So, all right. I think, uh, going back to New, New Jersey, I think their yes. problem was, or has been, for the last couple of years is their goaltending first and foremost. They haven't mm-hmm. had, they just haven't had a solid guy back there that anybody could trust. Yeah. 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 Corey Schneider is now in the AHL. Feel bad for him, but yeah. When you oh, don't God. have it, he's got six mil. He's got two years left at six mil per after this year. Corey Schneider. Yeah. Oof. So the devils are sunk with that one. <laughs> so like I like this, this is the thing, right? Like what do you do with this with this team? Right? Next year, Nico Hishier's seven point two five million dollar extension kicks in. Um Taylor Hall leaves as a UFA yeah. or you trade him. Well, and I think that's that's the move. You gotta trade him. You got to trade him and you got to get you got to get some value back. You can't get any value. You can't get him back though. That's the thing. Is that the type of player that you need back for him, you will not get if you wait until the trade deadline. Right. And um like even now, you know, if I were a GM, I'm looking at the books and I'm thinking Ray Shero is desperate. I'm waiting, right? I mean, there are reports that the Avalanche are aggressively pursuing a deal. Um, it sounds like it, they're, they're trying to make it happen even before uh, the NHL goes on Christmas break. Wow. Which, yeah, will be pretty massive. Um, <laughs> like they need any more secondary scoring. <laughs> yeah. Right? Jeez. That's the thing, yeah. They're they're just going for it, man. Um, um but we'll get into that? that in a bit. Okay. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna ask you what that package would look like. Oh yeah, we could get into that too. Do we have anything else to do we have any like you you don't have a life preserver for the devil's fans that <laughs> potential devil fans this that are is, listening? This is it, man. This is <laughs> this is the only way out. <laughs> Like they need to trade, they need to trade Taylor Hall, and they need to either get a get a, some more defensive help or get a goaltender, or figure out how to deal with their goaltending situation. Yeah, because Louis Domingue and, and Mackenzie Blackwood just 
<laughs> not going to make it, man. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, they need draft picks too. They've only got one in the first three rounds this year. Right. Um, I mean, it's looking like it's going to be a pretty high one. So there's there's that. Yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, I guess like they just have to trade Taylor Hall, even if they get peanuts for him, just, you know, keep losing for Lafreniere and uh, hope that they get lucky with the draft four times over the last five years. Um, but I mean, man, I don't know. I mean, if I'm looking at a package, I'd probably, they got to get rid of, or they like JT Comfer or maybe and Tyson Jost would have to be coming back for me. I might even check in on Andre Burakovsky, try to get him out of there. Uh, and one of their, probably one of their defensemen or um, goaltenders. I mean, Pavel Francouz has been has been pretty good this year. Like he's outperformed Grubauer uh, in stati- in the statistical categories. Uh, and um, but which, by the way, we should we should pick him up in that Fantrax league <laughs> if he's still available. Because Grubauer has is is injured again. Right. So I mean, this is the thing, right? Is that I don't know. I don't know if the if if the abs are going to be willing to give up one of their goalies. Well, they keep talking about how how blessed the Avalanche are on D and currently on their roster and the, and with Bo Byram um coming up next year. And I'm like there's yeah. no that's the thing is like there's no way that Joe Sackett is, is going to trade any of those D oh, or Bo Byram. Yeah. For a rental? No way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If if you're if if the I, I hear the New Jersey Devils fans screaming at us saying Bowen Byram, Bowen Byram. Look, if 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 you can't guarantee that Hall is going to stay, there's no chance that you get Bowen Byram. Right? And even if you can guarantee, like I don't think he does it. <laughs> I'd I'd be hard. Yeah, I I I just I don't see it. No, a package of uh, Bowen Byram, maybe Pavel Franchos, Frank, and, Frank, and your and your first round draft pick. Franchos, and the first round draft pick for Taylor Hall. Locked a locked in Taylor Hall. Like that's the other thing is like, what kind of contract is he signing? That too, yeah that too i mean i wouldn't be comfortable signing him to more than like this is an extremely conservative figure but eight by six eight eight mil six years that's all i'd be comfortable signing him to (laughs) which he's just gonna walk at obviously yeah yeah but i mean you look at his injury history the guy doesn't the guy can't stay healthy yeah. Right? And also, how many years has he been losing now? Yeah. Does he necessarily seem angry when he's losing? Like, I don't see any fire in him whenever he loses. 
Uh, he doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. So what does that bring to my team? If I'm bringing you on into the locker room, how are you going to interact with the team that I've already built? You know what I mean? The hard trophy winner though, man, he, he carried that That's team two years ago on his back yeah. into the playoffs. That's true. <laughs> but that was two years ago. Yeah. And that was before a knee surgery that yeah. took him out. Uh, for most of the year last year. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a second knee surgery or uh, surgery that he's had. He's had multiple ankle injuries. He's had multiple shoulder injuries. Like you, you, that, that's, that's the only thing that I'd be hesitant about. Um, but I mean, all signs are pointing towards him testing free agency because why not? I mean, at this point. Yeah. So that just makes it an extremely difficult situation for the team acquiring him and for Shiro trying to get rid of him. I mean, it's, it's really just like a, a depreciating. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Asset depreciating asset. Uh, so man, that's tough. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not a Jersey devils fan. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah. That's a rough, a real, like just, going from the start of the season, getting so pumped about everything oh, gosh, that's going yeah. on with your franchise to this mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. Cause yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see Joe Sackett going all in and making this his cup run. Cause like if, I mean, you look at that, you look at that roster and if they get Taylor Hall, I mean, any team would be immediate contenders, right? But you look at you look at the Colorado, and you know, assuming that where does uh, he where does he slot in? Does he push Landeskog back? Hold on, I think he could, or he could play on that second line even, and and just feast on on. Uh, I put him on the second line, honestly. Yeah, because then. Yeah, because then you can shield him a little bit more from... Oh, he'd go... Yeah. Oh, man. And then you'd throw Burakovsky onto the right wing, and Kadri would be the center. When he, Yeah, when he comes back. Yeah. From injury. Oh, so what, a, Hall, what a line. Kadri and Burakovsky, assuming that Burakovsky is in part of the deal, and assuming Comfer is in part of the deal, you'd have him as your third-line center. Um, and Donskoy provides more depth more more offensive punch on the on the third line and you get uh, a resurgent Valer, valerian nichushkin who's having a pretty good season as well so i mean this this team is going to look real good too maybe maybe you do it <laughs> right i mean yeah maybe you do it yeah they'll have a better chance than say i mean if i can if i can speculate as well on behalf of the Flames, he'd look as he'd look damn good on the Flames top six too. Mm-hmm. Right? You look at it, and immediately you can put uh, Kachuk, Lindholm, and uh, who would be on the top right wing? I guess Manjapani's up there. That's fine. Right now. Right now, yeah. Uh, you put Monahan on the second line with. Goudreau and Taylor Hall. One of them will have to shift to the right wing. 
but I mean that should be okay. Well, they got maybe they even got put Goudreau, Kachuk. They got Goudreau on right wing right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then that pushes Backlund to to the third, third line, line. Uh, and you know that's and then Derek Ryan who's been playing really well to the fourth line, but I mean then you get all four lines rolling. Yeah. Right. You get all four centers who can who can really play solid. Um, you know, solidly down the down the center ice. So, you know, you 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 put Hall in that mix, and you know he's from Calgary too, so it it, it might make sense. Um, but man, it, it's tantalizing. It's it's interesting to see how where 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 he'll end up because I mean there are a lot of question marks with this guy. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, the team acquiring him, like you, you're really taking on a big risk because it's probably like 90% guaranteed that he's going to test the free agent market. Yeah. Right. So he's also been linked to, or the, the Habs have been linked to showing some interest in them. Yeah. So slotting him on the second line there with uh, Max Domi and Nick Suzuki. Ooh. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fun to watch. That looks good. And too. that would put uh, Duran back on the third. Um, when he comes back from injury uh, with KK when he's back from injury and Joel Armia. Yeah. Oh man. That would really round out this lineup. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it, you throw a guy like that in and it rounds out any lineup. You can see it like just appear before your eyes. Basically we're just dreaming <laughs> up here. We're just dreaming up here, but um you know, it could happen. I mean, and, and the thing with the Habs too, they've, they've been like stashing away cap space all year. Yeah. Like sneakily too. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, maybe Bergevin is just bored and, and likes to do that. Or maybe he's planning on trying something. Yeah. Uh, he's like one of the most active GMs in the league. So I, I'm back to just trusting, trusting uh, MB. Believe in MB. Yeah, it's a hard thing to for me to get back to, but I mean, you look at uh, that Domi trade, <laughs> that, yeah. that Weber trade. He, I mean, he was right. The Drewan trade too. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, yeah. definitely agree with that. Like Sergachev is a talent, but I mean, we're better off with Duran for sure. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you look at it too. What, what are they going to do with Domi? This is his last uh, year on the bridge. Oh, deal they'll, that he signed they'll be when resigning he got here. him. They'll be resigning yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Probably to something, I don't know, maybe four or five years, something around seven? six and a half, seven. Six and a half. Six and a half or seven, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that would immediately make him the highest paid player. Well, what's highest played forward? I should say. Sorry. What's Druin is at um, five 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 five. Yeah, so I would not more than six five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been frustrating me, man, Max Domi. Yeah. After a seventy-two point season, he's just anchoring my team, and I don't want to drop him, but I'm gonna have to soon. 
Yeah. I don't know. The whole team has just kind of been not, not great lately. Yeah. I mean, somebody dropped Vincent Trocek. What? Not in our league. Yeah. In my other league. Yeah. And I want him. Do but it. I'm going to have to drop Domi for him. Do it. You think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I might be able to finagle it. I'll see. I got Konechny, Kadri, and Druin on IR right now. So, so should we talk about um, that eight-game losing streak of the Habs? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because you're not here to talk about my... You're not here to hear about my <laughs> fantasy team. So, yeah, what, uh, what do you think the problem's been? They're inconsistent, man. They're not scoring goals. Yeah. That's or the, when that's they are the scoring goals, they're giving them right back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They just, they just score a goal, and then, like, literally a minute later, they'll let, they'll let another one or two back in. Yeah. Um, so... Price is playing pretty pedestrian. Yeah. De- I mean, our defense is kind of beat up right now. Uh, like, surprisingly, losing Mete really... That's the thing. We don't have a lot of depth on D. And so when one guy goes down, it doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean... And then you have... Uh, I mean, Druen, they're like their power play has been crap since Druen's uh, gone on injured, injured reserve. So... Because he's the guy that quarterbacked that thing. And he was having a hell yeah. of a year before that injury. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And I'm I was pretty upset when he went down cuz he was actually I mean he was he was colding out. He was getting a little cold right before he got injured, but it might have been because like he was playing through it. Yeah. Cuz he ended up getting surgery. Yeah. On his wrist, so I think I think he was probably playing through something. Um, <laughs> that Ovechkin hit snap, snap, snapped whatever was injured. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, that was a big hit. Yeah, Russian rocket came roaring in. But uh, yeah, he's supposed to be back. Um, I think in January. So yeah, sometime in January. So hopefully, when he gets back, then you know, the problems will, will sort itself out. Cause, cause you look at the lineup and it, it is in disarray. I mean, you got Yoel Armia and Arteri Lekkonen on the second line and those guys are usually on the third. Yeah. I mean, they right. have three, they have three, like they have Duran, Kakanyemi and Paul Byron out. And that's mm, like, yeah, exactly. If you can hit, hit to your yeah. middle six anyway. Where's, where's Ryan Paling? Why isn't he up with the team? Um, that's a very good question. Yeah, like why why are we playing Matthew Pekka on the fourth line instead of putting Ryan Paling on the third line, moving Suzuki over and putting Cousins on that fourth line where he belongs? I don't have an answer. Cuz right? Suzuki was just getting comfortable playing on Domi's wing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So I don't know, man. Do you think their uh, their defense needs shoring up? Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I know we're talking about Taylor Hall, 
but like yeah. more than anything, what they need is, is someone, uh, some, some, some like, like a solid defense, defenseman that like <laughs> will, will help. Um, because Mete is probably one of their best, um, defensive defensemen. Um, everyone else is a little bit more offensive minded or, um, a little bit more, uh, just like not great in our, <laughs> in our own zone. And, uh, so yeah so uh, there's an article there's an article yeah there's an article on sportsnet <laughs> talking about uh some options uh some trade top targets to help uh shore up montreal's blue line and so these uh these options that they suggest are shane gostas bear cam fowler tj brody Yuso Ricola from Pittsburgh. Ricola. <laughs> and uh, Eric Gustafson from Chicago. What are your thoughts? I was going to get should, yours, but I mean, we go none after? of these are, none of these are good, man. None of these are good. I mean, TJ Brody would be all right, but he's making 4.6 mil. This is his last year of the deal. He's 29. So like, I don't know. I mean, I, as, a, I, as a rental, if we if we sent like, because that's the thing, Montreal has draft pick on draft pick for next next year. Yeah. If we sent one of the second round, like a second rounder for TJ, oh, Brody, yeah, I'm looking at that. Second rounder plus, I'd say. Second rounder maybe, plus, maybe like a B prospect. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, you, like maybe, uh maybe like need something back of 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 like roster quality. <laughs> Carl Alzner. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Please please take him. No. No. Don't want him. Um, Don't want him. Yeah, I mean maybe Mike Riley. Maybe, I don't know. See, this is the thing: is is our prospect pool sucks. Yeah. Like I'm a Flames fan too, and I'm looking at this prospect pool. I'm like, I don't want anybody from here. <laughs> EJ Brody can help us win too, right? Like that's that's yeah. a thing. Um. So I mean, the other guy that they talked about is Oliver Shillington, and he's an intriguing guy. He's pretty young still, but. He's he's prone to defensive lapses. Like this is the thing, everybody on this list is very prone to defensive lapses. Yeah, right. I I don't know too much about Yuso uh, Ricola, but um, I mean, yeah, I I don't know much about him to be honest. Um, it even says here that he's not necessarily a significant upgrade over the likes of Brett Kulak, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, the only guy that I would go after um, aggressively would be Cam Fowler. But I can't see the Anaheim Ducks wanting to give him up. Yeah. For anything that Montreal would be willing to give up. Right? Yeah. Like, I think in order to get that deal done, we'd have to get, like, Paling is going the other way. Yeah, there's no get way. Cam Fowler. Right? So... Because like if we could get a deal done where we get rid of Charles Houdon, I don't think, 
I wouldn't bat an eyelash. No. But yeah, Paling's Paling's got to go the other way, and he's got. I mean, Fowler's at six point five for a long time. Holy cow, he's he's at six point five until twenty five twenty past twenty five twenty six. How old is he? Twenty eight. It's not bad. So that's all right. Yeah, like Fowler is okay. Like he's he does have some injury his uh, issues. Uh, but he's a good defenseman. He's good offensively too. He's solid in his own end. He's got seven years remaining on his deal, but he's got a modified no trade clause. He submits a four team, a four team trade list. So he'd have to want to come. He'd really have to want to come. Yeah. Nobody wants Montreal to Montreal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's out of the question, I think. But yeah, I mean. Fowler would be the only one that I'd want to go after. I mean, maybe Gostas Bear, just because of his offensive flair and potential. Yeah, I definitely kick tires on Gostas Bear. Yeah, because it 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 sounds like their patience is running thin with uh, with him and yeah, and you might be able to pick him up Philly. for cheap. Yeah, yeah. And Eric Gustafson, he's 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 kind of been the whipping boy this year for the Hawks, uh, after having a, a career year last year, you know, sixty point season or sixty points last year, um, but he did it at age twenty seven. He's a UFA next year, or after this year, and he's a defensive like he's a defensive liability right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, I, I I don't like any of these options. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if if they can trade a second round draft pick to shore up that blue line, like if yeah. you if you can get Gossip Spare or Gustafson away for a second round draft pick, I think you do it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I think you'd probably be you'd probably have a better chance at getting one of those guys from, uh, from those teams. Cause I mean, the Hawks are trying to compete. They're trying to contend. So, um, so are the, so are the flyers to be honest. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe they just have to wait and sort the, like the flyers are, are in a playoff spot right now. Right. So yeah. Yeah. That too. Um, I would be much happier with, uh, with cost despair cause he's, 26 and he's got four years left at 4.5 mil but at the same time because of that he's probably going to be a little more expensive because he's got term and while their patience is running seems to be running thin with thin with him i don't think they're just ready to give him up for nothing you know no and uh like the hawks might be willing to give up Gustafson, but not just for a second round pick. So, but who knows? I mean, Stan Bowman's made some interesting uh, trades recently. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if if you could get Gustafs or Gustafs Bear for Noah Juleson, would you do it? That's an interesting. I think I would. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I, so that's the thing is like, I don't think anyone would be looking to go, go after 
um, Juleson right now because yeah. there's so many. He's just like his health is up in the air. Right. Is he, he might playing? not. No, he might not ever play what? hockey again. Um, he's got. I uh, thought uh... the the migraine issues. Oh, yeah. I thought the I thought it said that he was going to make a full recovery or something. Um. Well, let's look it up. It looks like he's played twelve games for the Laval Rocket. Three assists. I don't know when that was though, but I mean it would have been this year. 2019-20. Yeah, he only played three games last year for the Rocket. And that was when he got uh, in 21 for the Habs. So that was when he got the the puck to the face, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think he's I think he's playing now because I, I I think I remember reading something that said that uh, he would play like he would play hockey again. Which I mean might might be a good thing because I mean. If, if it's, if you can get him, package him with maybe a fourth rounder, maybe Gosta Spare, maybe that'll get it done for Gosta Spare. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. Give them the Ducks, uh, the Ducks one. Because that's probably going to be the highest. Yeah, I'm at the fourth round. I think you give them, give them whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, the Ducks one will probably be highest there. Yeah. I mean, you might have to push to third. But, yeah, hell, I'd do that. I'd like to see Gosses Bear on this team. That'd be pretty all right. You know, if he plays with Jeff Petrie, maybe that'll... Oh, sorry, guys. But, uh, you know, maybe... Yeah. Playing playing Gosses Fair with Jeff Petrie might might shore might uh, shore up him to shore him up defensively, you know, really allow him to um, allow him to uh, take off offensively, right? Because then he doesn't have to worry too much about having a guy back there. And then you can have Jordan Wheel off of the first friggin' power play unit. Like, what? <laughs> Nick Cousins is there for on their first power play unit too. Like what the hell, it's, man? It's a man. That's the thing. They're a mess without Duran on the power play. This is crazy. I mean, even with Duran on the power play, you'd still have Jordan Wheel on the point. Yeah, he doesn't belong there. No, Duran would play the point. Wheel was playing down low. Right. Yeah, I remember. I I even remember watching a game and seeing Wheel just like completely blunder two one-time opportunities, <laughs> just like fired off muffins, and and the goalie was there before the puck even left his stick. Like <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, until then, that's the thing. Is like maybe Bergerman try something, but nobody wants to play ball with them. And we were stuck with yeah. this roster. I think we just got to wait, yeah. hold on, hold out until our boys get healthy. I think they've turned a corner. 
um, away from this <laughs> eight game losing streak. Um, yeah. yeah. It seems I was listening to an interview with Max Domi um, and it just sounds like, and Carrie Price too, just sounds like um, the team is really feeling better about where they're at and they've kind of worked through it. And they like that last game they had against the Rangers, they were playing very well and they really, and it was a two, one game they realized and they played very well defensively. And, and I think that's, that that's been their issue is just like the, they play very well, but like they there's sometimes they get into a, a, a position where they, they make just a really bad defensive mistake or they miss a guy miss an assignment and that, and that costs them. Right. Um, but that didn't happen uh, in the Rangers game, really. Um, so if they can get back to like three, two games, two, one games, um, although running, running the run and gun hockey they've been playing has been exciting. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather a three, two win than a, a six, five loss. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's really been, been the problem, eh? Like, they just can't keep the puck out of their net and they can run and gun, but cause that's mostly their speed or that's mostly their game. But if you can't defend when the other team is rushing, then, you know, I, Hey, at least we're still ahead of the Leafs and the, and the lightning. Well, lightning, lightning have three games in hand. They're one point back with three games in hand. So, Oh wow. Yeah. I just noticed that. <laughs> but we're ahead of the Leafs. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's a consolation here is like nobody really besides Boston, nobody really pulled away from them during that losing streak. Yeah. So we've got yeah. a lot, I mean, a lot it, of hockey left to play. Yeah, for sure. But like, look at, look at how strong the metropolitan teams are, man. Yeah. Like the two wildcard positions are Pittsburgh and Carolina. They both have 38 and 37 points, respectively. And then the Rangers are out with 33 points, and the Habs are right behind them with 32. (laughs) But with a win, they're right back in it, and they're third in the the Atlantic, uh, and they bump Buffalo out. Yeah. So, like, they're there. They can make it. Or is that 35, too? Yeah, Florida isn't that far behind. It's it's really just Boston at 46 that have, you know, pulled away from the rest of the Atlantic Division. But, um, yeah, it's it's not like that in in the in the Western Conference, though. Hey, like everything is so tight. Yeah, in the Western Conference, right? Even the Hawks are only out by four points of a wildcard position right now. So, man, lots of hockey, and uh, a lot has happened since we last chatted. So, it's it's good to to get back on the horn and and yeah and figure this out. Yeah, it's good catching up with you, bud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything else we want to talk about? Um, I've crossed basically everything off my list. Yeah. I mean, let's let's just let's just talk real quick about the the top three in each division, just okay. real quick, right? Boston, we expected to be there. Florida, 
I mean, I, I expected them to, to jump up, um, but not second. But so here's the thing is like Florida, Buffalo, Montreal, Toronto, Tampa, they're all together. They're all right there. Mm-hmm. Tampa's yeah. 22 games back of Florida. So they could be tied with Florida if they win the ne- their next two games. Right. At the same amount of games played. So they're all, I mean, they're all right there. I didn't imagine it'd be this much of a dogfight. Yeah. I really thought Tampa and Toronto would have pulled away a bit, a bit more. Yeah, for sure. Especially, yeah, especially Tampa and yeah, for sure. Both those teams. Like I thought, I thought Florida, Buffalo and Montreal would be fighting out for wildcard spots. Mm -hmm. Not for second and third in the Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then Philadelphia's third in the Metro as well. They're only a point behind the Islanders. Yeah, they uh, they were they're a bit of a a surprising dark horse. I didn't mm-hmm. have them this high. Yeah, where did I have them? I had them low too. You had them higher than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's from from our this is we're referring to our uh, power rankings that we created at the beginning of the season. Um. But uh, yeah, and then you look in the Pacific Division, Edmonton and Arizona, one and two. Crazy, man. Weren't expecting that. I love it. I love it so much. They have identical records, 18, 10, and four at 40 points apiece. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's such a great thing for those two markets. Yeah. (laughs) And this is like, this is the thing with Arizona is they're doing this without Phil Kessel. Yeah. Essentially, I mean, Phil Kessel is there. He's just not not doing anything. Yeah, he's yeah, he's not doing anything. Yeah, that's the thing. He's eating too many hot dogs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's that's mind boggling. I mean, Edmonton, Darcy. I mean, Darcy Kemper is having another oh, yeah. season. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think I think I think Kemper's strong play has allowed Ranta to stay healthy. Yep. Right, because he's shown that he can't stay healthy for any stretch of <laughs> of starting minutes, really. Um, and then there's just been so much movement in in the Western Conference too, right? Because Dallas was really bad at the beginning of the season, and then yeah, they went on that they, losing streak, and then on that winning yeah. streak, yeah. And now they're kind of petering out, and now they're back up, getting a little hot again. They won their last yeah. two. Uh, but they're in a wild card position. We expected St. Louis, Colorado, and Winnipeg, honestly. Yeah, I had three, I had but... Colorado first in the central. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not it's like they're they're two games back. Or they they've got two games in hand on St. Louis and two point and they're only two points back. So that'll be fun yeah. to watch as it as it plays out. Team that's and like it's... really surprised me actually is Vancouver. Yeah, like watching watching Quinn Hughes play is just fantastic. <laughs> He's like an incredible skater, and uh, that JT Miller trade. Yeah, how about that like, JT Miller man? <laughs> anybody that was any of their fans that were uh, like against it, obviously suck it. Silenced. Yeah, yeah, you dummies. What the like? What what the fuck were you? Th- what what were you talking about? It's you didn't think JT Miller was worth that much, huh? <laughs> Not worth the first round pick. Like, come on, get out of here. Get out of here. 
right? I mean, if you watched any hockey, you'd know JT Miller is is a gem. I mean, yeah. he, he was he was he was like a fifty point getter on the third line in Tampa Bay and in New York. I mean, yeah, okay, Tampa Bay, you say he was playing with stars, but you still need to be able to put the puck in the net. You still gotta have hands to make plays. Right? JT Miller is a he's a gem, man. I I, I love that trade when when they made it. Um I got scurred. I was scurred <laughs> when they made that trade during the draft. Honestly, when I saw that name flash across, I'm like, oh no. They're gonna be good. And lo and behold, they are. I mean, I mean they're holding down a second wild card spot tied with Calgary and 34 points. Um uh, but I don't know. Do you think they'll, they'll do you think they'll end up in the top three? The top top three of this the Pacific? Um Yeah. They got two games in hand on Vegas. Yeah, that's they're true. Only, and they're and only they got two games back. in hand on all of them. And they're only a, yeah, they're only a point back of Vegas. Hmm. I mean it, they certainly have a really good chance. They have, they have mm-hmm. an outside chance. That's the thing is like Calgary is right behind them. So if they can yeah. sort sort their troubles out, Calgary is probably going to move up and bump one of those teams out of the Pacific. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm I I'm sure most people are going to think I'm saying this because I'm a Flames fan, but I I I I'm not I'm not sold on Edmonton's I'm not sold on their uh on their start. I don't think they'll end up in the top three. Hmm. That's bold. <laughs> they're they're going to find a way to fuck it up. <laughs> I know they will. They always do. Well, that's the thing though, is, is their secondary scoring is like kind of going off right now. Like every, everybody's firing. Yeah, so as long true. as, as long as they can put more pucks in the other teams than that as, Mike Smith lets in his own, <laughs> <laughs> then I think they'll be all right. See, this that's the thing is that um, I think the goalies are going to get tired. Nah, they've been they've been so? switching they've been switching them pretty consistently. Yeah, that's true. And I guess the addition of Ethan Bear on their. Uh, on that back end has, has yeah, really he's stabilized been, it. He's been quite the, quite the defensive star back there for them. Yeah. Like nobody's talking about him cause he's not getting points, but he's been, he's been good from what I've heard. Like he's, he's all in the positives on, on all those advanced stats that, that people like to look at. Talk to an um, Edmonton fan. They'll talk your ear off about him. <laughs> they love him. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. But I don't know. I'm still not convinced. But we'll see. I'll, I'll probably eat those words. But yeah, that's why they play the games. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, Minnesota is 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 on a heater too. <laughs> They're breathing down our necks. I don't is, expect that to last. You don't think so, eh? No. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but Zuccarello has been great for him. Yeah. You know, for all the shit that we dumped on him over the summer. Yeah, it's been more more valuable to Minnesota than uh, Pavelski has been to the Stars. Yeah, it's true. That's very true. San Jose continues to shit the bed. 
and uh, Nashville hasn't been has not been hot either. He's they've been, which is weird. Like I don't, what do they really lose? Subban. Subban. Yeah, for for who was it? Zach Santini. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea, man. <laughs> but yeah, crazy, crazy, uh, crazy uh, last few weeks of crazy season of hockey. To be honest, like it's so many unexpected turns and teams I'm glad, where I'm they glad are. to be back I, like i'm so excited to see how this season plays out it's been yeah. <laughs> it's been a little uh crazy for me over here uh in terms of work but like now i've now i've got some time to watch some hockey again so stoked yeah that's great we've missed you buddy but yeah i think that's it that's all we got we talked your ears off so i don't uh, yeah that's all i have so again don't forget come and uh come follow us on twitter at hfxg podcast listen to our episodes if you like them share them with your friends your family bring your mom yeah we'd very much appreciate that uh don't forget to rate and subscribe if you'd like leave a review five stars of course we'd always appreciate that because you know we we don't have any five stars reviews right now so do we have any reviews? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> um, What's the reviews? We've, we've got a very passive fan base, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, very passive. Uh, it's the same with, uh, with my listeners for the Hawks podcast too. Hunger for Hawks Talk at Hawks Talk Pod at, on Twitter for the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey, Talk, Hockey Pod Net. And the Leafs podcast, that's our third man who's usually on here with us, but he's busy as hell, like always. And Stir Daddy Heeful is the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, um, I guess, correspondent for the Hockey Podcast Network. Follow him at Leafs Talk Pod if you want to listen to um, Toronto Maple Leafs stuff. I mean, you should listen to Hawks first because nobody talks about the Hawks. But, uh... I mean, you should be listening to us first. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that too. (laughs) That too. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're still here, we do like to ramble, and we hope you like us rambling. So, we'll be back soon. This is, this. I think this was a great one-year anniversary episode, don't you? Yeah, a lot of fun, bud. Here's to many more. Yeah, stay hungry out there and uh, we'll catch you guys later. Keep Bye. that stick on the ice. <laughs>